Welcome to Coffee with Kim. I'm Kim Kalp, and every week you and I sit down with fascinating, smart, and talented leaders, CEOs, and founders so that we can copy their homework. If someone knows how to do something really well, I want to know what it is and exactly how they're doing it. Get ready for aha moments, gems of wisdom, and little known tips and tricks that we can steal and use in our own lives. If you want to join these conversations and ask these experts your own questions, no point in just me having all the fun. Join us on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern live over on LinkedIn. Hi, friend. Happy Wednesday. It's so good to see you. Happy 2024. I missed you. I don't know if you missed me, but I missed you because I have not seen you since December. So it's been it's been a minute. I hope that your holiday was restful and you got all the relaxing in and you ate all the sweets and all the cookies and all the candy. And now probably like me, you're like, I need to drink more water, maybe take a walk outside, maybe detox a little bit. Um, hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good to see you guys. I'm really excited to kick 2024 off, like most people, in a way that feels more healthy, like we're doing more with less, like we are taking the shortcuts, that we are copying smart people's homework, and that we are really trying to dig in and make this year the best year, the most amazing adventure that we could possibly make it. So I'm really excited that you are in this with me and that we are going to take this journey over the next year together. If you're new here, welcome. We're a super fun bunch. We meet here every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern to copy the homework of really smart, interesting people. It is our virtual coffee shop, if you will. And it's a little different than other lives or workshops or sessions that you might've joined in the past because we're all at the coffee table. It's not just me and Shanae talking. It's you too, which means if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a tip or you have a tactic, don't keep it to yourself. That's not very nice. Share it with the rest of the group because we like tips and we like tactics and you're a smart person too. So we want to know what you have going on up here. So big hi to Jim and Holly and James and Rachel and Joey and Grace. As you can see, the chat is place to be. If you are listening to this at a later date, no worries. I know all of our Apple podcast listeners really love listening while they are going for a run or washing the dishes. No worries. But if you can ever join here live, the chat is kind of the party. It's kind of where it's at. If you can ever join live, always feel free to write me a message. I'm happy to write down your question and ask it to our guests or talk about it in our solo sessions. So when we were kicking off 2024 and I was thinking about sort of everyone's, whether you want to call them goals or New Year's resolutions or things that we're working towards, I felt like the commonality after talking with a lot of my friends or family members or colleagues was that everyone just wants to do better. You know, they, they just want to level up that little bit. They just want to, you know, get that a little bit further. They're not necessarily saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, skip ahead five spaces in the game board of life. They, they're just like, how do I skip ahead a little bit? And so when I was really thinking about this, I was thinking about, okay, where, where can we start with that? Where, where does that happen? And I think obviously the natural place is work. How do we work better? How do we work more efficiently? And the second thing that came up was 
really how do we deep dive into this digital landscape, whether it's AI, whether it's software programs, whether it is talking to our boss about a raise, you know, just how do we level up and work that little bit? And so I was really excited to get connected with Shanae, who's about to join us because she exclusive announcement. She has a new LinkedIn learning course that comes out tomorrow. So we got her fresh and hot before this course releases. So I'm really excited. So please help me welcome Shanae to our conversation. Hello. Hello. So good to see you. Thanks for having me. Great to see you as well. I know I hinted at it a little bit, but you have a big LinkedIn launch on your hands. Yes, I'm so excited. Tomorrow is launch day. My course covers data-driven design for anyone who's building websites, building apps, and you want to get it better. You mentioned new year, new you, new new resolutions. This is the time to work on that website, work on that app, find research to help you create the right designs and get more people to your website and to your app and get all the things done very quickly, very efficiently. I love this topic and I love this idea of just giving a refresh to things that we might be working on. And I know a lot of people who are joining have side hustles, so they might have personal websites or Etsy stores or places where they're like, hmm, I do have a day job, but I got this little thing going on over here. So I'm curious for you, for anybody, clients that you've worked with that have a personal website or a side hustle website. What are some common sort of tips and tricks that you give them to really drive more customers, help them, help customers navigate their website more easily? Yeah, I think it's really important to understand what's already happening. So finding out how people actually use your website and your app today. Where do they go? How do they get to your site? What devices do they use? Are they mostly on desktop? Are they mostly on mobile? Are they on iPhones? Are they on Android devices? Finding out as much information as possible so you can really tailor your updates to their needs and meet their expectations. So a tool that I like to use is Google Analytics. You can integrate it with your website and with many apps, and it will show you the data on who's coming to your site, what country are they coming from, what locations around the world are they coming from, How long do they stay on your website? What path do they take when they go to the homepage? What's the next page that they go to? So getting all that data can help you identify where do people find your content and where can you make improvements and make updates as well. I love Google Analytics. I feel like they give you way too much information (laughs) in the best way possible. Like you can really nerd out on that stuff, which I think is so perfect. And it's perfect in terms of that is that is who you are and what you do. So if anybody didn't do their Google stocking before this night, your whole company is called Nerdy Diva. Like yeah. you are you are the head nerd of us all. And we are nerds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love right. that even Rachel even Rachel's like nerdy diva. I love that. It's so memorable. It is so memorable. So as the self-proclaimed, you know, like nerdy diva of us all What are some of your, like, besides Google Analytics, do you have some go-to? I'm going to have Shelby remind me, but we had a program that we were using 
that was really interesting on my website that was also showing you where people were like rage clicking or where (laughs) they were getting really frustrated. I'm forgetting the name of the company. Do you know the one I'm talking about? So there's a few tools that you can use that will tell you where people click throughout your website. And it can also show you some data on predictive analytics as well. And it has some built-in AI to help you with creating content that will be helpful for your targeted audience. So some of these tools are Pendo, P-E-N-D-O, and Optimizely. So these are tools that you can do a trial, add it to your website, and start tracking where are those clicks coming in, where are people focusing when they get to your website, and where are they dropping off? Where are they seeing some type of uh, content or some type of struggle that doesn't make sense to them? And then they're leaving your website. So all data is good data to know what lessons to improve on and what can be better the next time that you make updates to your website and to your app. I, I love this. I'll add one more. Shelby just reminded me the program that we used was called Crazy Egg. Yes, and it did something too. similar. Yeah. It was so great because we saw, this is so random, but on my website, we saw that we had like this little icon. I don't know. It was like decoration. It was like a star or something, but we saw that people were clicking on it. So even though I was looking at it and Shelby and the web designer was like, oh, a star, like a little decoration, people thought that it did something. So they were clicking on it like, what's happening with the star? Yeah, show me something here. Yeah. Show me something. But it triggered us that we actually did indeed turn it into a button because we were like, well, if enough people think it does something, then I guess we should make it do something. Right. And that's the beauty of human-centered design that, you know, it's the integration between how people use technology and sometimes it's unpredictable. So getting the data firsthand and seeing that real-time information makes a huge difference on creating those updates that actually are aligned with how people use your websites and apps today. thousand percent. And I I know you touched on it earlier and I know that Jeff is bringing it up, but it's such a trigger word for some people that might be joining us, which is AI. It's such a trigger. I feel like a lot of people or messages that I get, it just seems like such an overwhelming kind of bottom of the Mount Everest that when they hear you kind of using it so effortlessly, they think, oh, well, that's easy for Shanae to say, but <laughs> That's not easy for me. So how do you approach that with your clients, with the people that you work with who might just think, oh, it's easy for Shanae, but it's not easy for me? Oh, my goodness. And that's the beauty and the chaos of working in technology that is always changing. It's always evolving. Some days I want to pull my hair out because it's changing <laughs> yet again. But again. it's also so like it's fun as well. Like It's an opportunity to be creative and to experiment and try something new. So um, I try to focus on what positivity is there, but also being very mindful that um, there are risks. There are security risks with using AI tools. There are risks of um, taking the data that you get from AI tools and only using that data without fact-checking it, without getting additional research. It may have biases. So thinking about what the data is and doing an additional research check it's also something to consider. Um, but yeah, I see Jeffrey's question and ChatGPT, I'm sure a lot of people have been hearing about it and maybe experimenting with it. And I also wanna share, um, if you have the opportunity to try ChatGPT4, this is 
the language model system that has even more data than the original chat GPT 3.5. So it can also take in images as well. So you can add in images and you can add in prompts asking the tool, how would you describe using this particular image of a product for a marketing campaign and see what type of content it tells you. And then you can use that as a reference as you build out your marketing campaigns. Oh, that's super interesting. I had no idea that there was a chat GP for now. Do you go yeah. to that same open AI website? Is that where the chat GPT four is? Yes. You can go to openai.com and it allows you to try chat GPT. That will give you the chat GPT 3.5, but you also have an option when you're in that tool to upgrade to chat GPT four. So you can do it that way. There's also a, an extension for Chrome called Merlin. So if you use the Merlin extension, then you can try ChatGPT for free for one month. Ooh. Yeah, so giving you all some tips. I love that because I have a saying that says, if it's free, it's for me. That's right, yeah. And $3.99, yes. $3.99 is my favorite price to pay. I'm like, oh, it's free, I'll try it, sounds great. Yeah, and that's Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N. So find that Chrome extension and try out ChatGPT for for free. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Kyle is saying in the chat, I built my website <laughs> off AI. I am guilty as charged. I mean, it's definitely something that people are using more and more as they think about websites and marketing. I'm sure you're seeing a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think it's something sometimes people feel afraid of AI, like, oh, my God, it's going to take all our jobs. Like, it's going to be like Wild West. And it has risks, definitely. But also it's important for us to stay in the conversation and to use our critical thinking skills and test the content that we're receiving from the AI tools. Where did it get it right? Where did it get it wrong? Fact checking, fact checking the AI tools and pushing it to do better. So I think there's a lot that we can use the tools for, but know that we can't uh, just sit on our laurels and just use it by itself. That it's a tool to be used with all the other tools that we have as well. And when you say sort of fact check AI and fact check what it's giving you, do you just mean kind of Googling as like a cross-reference or is there another website or tool that you use to fact check with? Yeah, I would definitely start with Google and looking for um, reputable sources. So a lot of like scholarly articles from research universities would be a good place to look if you're following people who have expertise in a particular area. So if you're following uh, marketing gurus or you're following uh, people who have web design development, app design development experience, fact checking with what they have for their content. So just doing a little bit of extra work to see like, oh, okay, is this what AI gave me in the, um, in the chat bot? Is that actually lining up to what I see from these other sources? I got a really great piece of advice from Dave Burris, who has talked a lot about AI on LinkedIn. And one of the things he said is you need to think about AI as an intern. You would not take something that an intern 
like gave you, let's say you worked at, I don't know, Wells Fargo and you had a summer intern, you would not take something that that summer intern did without checking it and be oh, like, yeah, absolutely. send it off to the client, send it off to the boss. Like, no way it's an intern. I mean, we love interns. No, no shade yeah, to interns. Yeah. But you gotta, like, check. All the time. They're lovely people. Yes. Lovely. But you gotta, you gotta check their work. You can't, can't just yeah. be like, sending it off. And, and he really, that kind of visualization helped me. I think sometimes people think of AI like, oh, it's smarter than me and not always the case. It that's does right. get things wrong. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's very important. It's really important. And I also find that I love this idea of being able to use it for images. That's so great. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful for anybody who's doing a side hustle or maybe a solo founder. You can kind of use it to bounce ideas since you don't necessarily have another human being, a co-founder sitting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another tool that I use uh, that has AI integration is Canva. So many people know Canva for creating design, but they also have a new AI tool called Magic Studio. So you can use mm -hmm. this tool within the Canva website and it allows you to use AI for creating new designs for like your marketing Ooh. social media flyers and graphics and also allows you to integrate with runway ai for motion graphics so you can put in prompts and ask it to like create a video that looks like a city downtown landscape um, at dusk and it will have the image appear and the motion graphics appear for you so it's really cool to see what they're doing no, wait. Okay. So is runway AI different from Canva? Those are two different things. They are two different things. Runway okay. AI is its own company. Um, they have uh, machine learning for creating motion graphics. So it's like, if you see like short clips of videos and there's some movement in the background, those are the motion graphics. So you can use Canva and put in a prompt for it to create some short motion graphics that you can use for like Instagram or TikTok or any other place you can use videos. Oh, I love that. Okay, so obviously you have really nerded out in this department for oh, yeah. a while. Where do you feel like most people get stuck? Like, where do you find that most people kind of zig when they should zag? You know, there's so much information out here. So it sometimes feels overwhelming just to get started. Like, where do I start first? And yeah. I think it's important to really try to take it one day at a time and focus on the most important thing that would be helpful for you today. What's one thing that you can try today and try to learn something new each day and set some goals. We, we use SMART goals and Nerdy Diva and with our interns as well. So creating some goals for yourself that can help you focus on something that's specific, that's measurable, something that you can actually attain in a reasonable amount of time and understand how that can actually build upon itself over time. I love that. And I feel like it's something that I also do myself with just, I, I call it kind of following the curiosity thread of, oh, I'm kind of curious about this. Like, let me go learn a little bit more. One place, obviously I love to do that is LinkedIn learning just because it's such a wide, oh, I think yeah. they have like 
10,000 courses, like anything you could ever imagine, you can type in there and, and you'll find a course on it or a nano course on it. But I'm curious for you, you know, as somebody who is also now going to be putting content in the LinkedIn learning library, are, are there, are there, I don't know, courses that you've taken on LinkedIn learning or in kind of you followed and you're like, oh, I took this thing and I thought it was really cool to learn about XYZ. Yeah, I actually took a, a AI for marketing class um, not too long ago um, to learn more about using AI in marketing for my business and learned a lot. There was, um, I think, three modules, so very quick course. Um, I think it was less than an hour. And it was something where I was able to get in, get some information at a high level, and then quickly apply it and found some new prompts for putting into ChatGPT to help me create some more content and use it for like SEO keywords for Google search and for marketing campaigns. It was, it was great. I learned a lot. Oh, I love that. I feel like James is right there with us. He said, I just started in a learning path for AI earlier this week. Yes. You're yeah. James, me, Shanae, we're all doing it. We're all getting we're over doing there. It. We're learning together. We're growing together. That's right. We're Exactly. Okay. So for your, I know the course doesn't come out till tomorrow and I know we don't want to spoil like too much about it, but if, if, if you think about it, like a movie trailer, what would be kind of like the movie trailer of your LinkedIn learning course that comes out tomorrow? Oh my goodness. This is the course for anyone who has gotten stuck in a new project with a new team and they're trying to figure out how do I come in and help design a better solution? How do I find out what's most important? How do I prioritize that? And how do I create a design that people will actually care about, will actually use, and will actually help the business and company grow? This is the course for you if you are in that position. I, I love that because I feel like sometimes when you are sort of like the new person to the group, that is where you really need the help is when you're just oh, like, yeah. ah! I'm new. Where do I even start? Yeah, because you get pushed into the middle. You're not at the beginning of the project. You're in the middle and all these things have happened before you got there. And you're just trying to figure out who's who, what to do next. So this course is going to really help you get started with organizing your stakeholders, understanding your analytic data, understanding your research data and how to build on that, create more research and create designs based on that research that are going to be effective, they're going to get people what they need and help you stand out as a rock star at work. Exactly, which is, at the end of the day, what we're all really trying to do. That's it, that's it, it's so simple, yes. <laughs> we're all just trying to do that. I feel like one thing I tell people all the time is really to spend, even if it's like five to 10 minutes a day, sort of consuming information from humans that are smarter than you, because you can always like oh, yeah. take a, a thing or two and then kind of regurgitate it as your own in like a meeting. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I read this thing today that said, da, da, or oh, it's joining Shanae and she talked about running And that's AI. right, and giving credit <laughs> what credit's due, absolutely, yes, yeah. And that's the thing, um, like staying open to learning, no matter what your title is, no matter if you're a director or CEO or executive, always learning, always be learning. That's the thing. Always be learning. Okay. Kathy wants to know where can she find the course tomorrow? Where Ooh, should she question. go? Yeah. 
So definitely go to the LinkedIn Learning Catalog. It will be featured there bright and early. You can also follow me and I will be posting about it as well. I will second that. Follow Shanae and she yeah. will let us all know with the link <laughs> where to go, how we can look at it. It's just very, very helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this kind of question or, or prompt from Rachel, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, Shanae. She said, you know, I like to keep a list of things that I want to learn about. I write it down. I feel like I can, you know, revisit it or put time to learn in my calendar later. When you find something, whether it's ChatGPT or Runaway AI or Canva AI, do you have a system that you use or to kind of gather the things that you want to learn about or topics or apps or programs that you want to learn more about? Yes. Yes. Because if I don't, I will get overwhelmed and I will procrastinate. <laughs> so I have to have a system to prioritize and break it down. And yes, kudos to Rachel having Notion as her tool for prioritizing her learning. I use a tool called Trello. So it allows me to set up a Kanban board and it's just a fancy way of saying a, a digital board that I add in the topics that I want to learn about. And I set it up for every week. This week, this is what I'm going to learn. This is what I'm going to focus on. And then I have it set up for also next month. And I just do mm -hmm. it month by month and focus on this current week, one week at a time, but then also add things to my backlog for months in advance. So that's how I, I get my learning in, how I prioritize as well. Uh, I love that idea of really kind of breaking it up into little chunks yeah. because I feel like that, that makes it more doable. Oh yeah, me. it's less scary. It's way less scary. Yes. So just try exactly. to focus on like three, things during the week and that seems doable that seems manageable and if I get through those three I'll add something else but not adding things to the point where it's exhausting so just time management just picking prioritizing and it's not easy I don't get it right every week but I get better each week. How about that? I get better. Yes. I feel like that's so important only because I do feel like in January, we get inundated with like big goals, big resolutions, and everybody yeah. puts 85 things that they want to yeah. learn about. And then what happens come March? Like right. it's too much. They've been abandoned. Mm -hmm. Nobody made headway. So I love this idea of whether it's Trello or Notion or yeah. heck, a piece of paper and a pen, yeah, just really absolutely. breaking it down into those bite-sized bits. So helpful. Yeah, because it should be fun. It should be exciting to learn something new and not feel like an obligation. Like, oh, I have to do this in order to stay relevant. If it doesn't excite you, then what are you doing it for? So just really thinking about what, you get excited about and what you want to learn and what's going to help you in your career as well. A thousand percent. I feel like one of those things that I love kind of doing the bite-sized learning for me is I consume a lot of podcasts and newsletters. That's sort of like my little like bit of learning when it's, when it just comes to like an everyday habit. I'm curious, are there any newsletters or podcasts that you regularly consume that kind of give you a little bit of that cheat sheet insight? Oh yeah, I, I love listening to podcasts. Um, I listen to this podcast called 
revision path. And it's a podcast where they interview different designers, developers, and that's where I learned a lot about the runway AI tools, like the motion graphic tools, because I was listening to a motion designer who was interviewed talk about using that tool and talk about um, how he's starting to integrate AI into his process. So definitely recommend revision path. So you're hearing it from like the people who are doing the work on a daily basis as they are embracing new technologies and new tools. So that's the big one for me. I love that because it feels like then there's such a through thread of like, you heard it on a podcast. Mm -hmm. It probably made it to your Trello board. (laughs) You kind of dug into it. And now you're at the point where, you know, here you are in a LinkedIn live, like recommending it to other people. That's such a cool. You already know. Yes. You already know. You got it. That's my path. That's the plan. Yes. (laughs) I, I love that. And I feel like it's such a great, uh, for me, who's a very visual learner, and I'm sure there's other people joining that are also visual learners. I feel like that's so helpful because sometimes you hear this advice and you're like, but how does it work in practice? Yeah. Shanae just showed you how it works. That's how it works. Like (laughs) that's right. Front to back. We want to get unstuck in 2024. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. I'm curious also, you know, one of the things that I totally really love to dig into is this concept that in order to level up, you have to A, be around people that are also leveling up and B, the goal is to always, I mean, it's a joke, but not really. I always say, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Like put me, I want to be the dumbest one. I just, I want to be around all smart people doing all smart things. It feels intimidating a little bit, but that's exciting. Yes. Exactly. One of the ways I love to do that is social media. So really kind of following and listening to people that are doing great things. So I'm curious for you, whether it's on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or any of these social media sites, are there certain people or accounts that you follow that you just feel like, wow, I love everything that XYZ is posting about? Oh, man, that, that's really good. Um, so I follow all kinds of folks, but some of the ones that stand out to me are the people who are disruptors and who are um, providing critical analysis and who are making um, noise about things as like AI evolves, thinking about how do we um, use these tools so that they do not create harm, that they do not create additional uh, challenges and oppression and biases. So I definitely follow uh, Dr. Timnit Gabru, uh, who was a former Google researcher in AI. So I follow her on LinkedIn. Um, also Dr. Joy uh, Bulamwini, I believe, who has the, the book um, on the, um, some of the misrepresentations that AI tools and machine learning can have um, based on not getting the proper testing with uh, diverse participants. So if you have tools that are not being tested for uh, humans with darker skin tones, you may miss out and you may um, jeopardize uh, having data that's not accurate like if you're doing like facial recognition technology, for example. So I think there's some really um, impactful and important uh, conversations happening in that space. 
And then just like for fun, I like to watch uh, Corporate Erin on Instagram. She has some fun like office uh, side eye humor that (laughs) a lot of people can relate to if you work in corporate environments at some point in your life that it will resonate with you as well. You do need a little bit of fun in there amidst all the learning. I love that you really kind of dug into talking about AI and getting that diversity and really getting more schools of thought. It sort of leads into this question that Kathy has around Mm -hmm. using ChatGPT to do buyer research. Um, You know, I feel like one of the jargon terms is, you know, buyer persona, you know, where they say like, and your ideal person is Jimmy and he's 55 and lives in Alabama. You know, they, they do these whole like uh, fake people that are buying your product. Have yeah. you or any of your clients that you've worked with used chat GPT to help with creating this or tips for writing a prompt? Yeah. So you definitely can use chat GPT to ask who are your competitors of your product. So if your product is, uh, Google Analytics, who are the competitors to Google Analytics and who are the main buyers of Google Analytics paid subscriptions? And you can use that data to find out who your your target audience would be uh, based upon what the data is coming back from the AI tools. I think it's also really important to take note of when we create personas to also use real human data. So be on the lookout for opportunities to also recruit and find your target audience and ask them questions via a survey. And that's where you can use AI tools to help draft questions for your survey and ask them about how they actually use the tools today and what works well, what needs to be improved, what questions they still have because the AI tools are great, but they do not take away from needing real human input on what's working today and what needs to be improved. So just thinking of the AI tools as a component that helps with gathering that data, but not the only source for it. Yeah, I definitely love this idea of, again, really like hear what Shanae is saying when she says you're using it as a tool. It's not like the end all be all to create these buyer personas. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just use it as a, a little help, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. And you can use a prompt in uh, chat GPT to ask um, it to generate like, 10 interview questions for a product at your company and have it ask these questions to understand customer retention. So you can craft it based upon what you need, what kind of data you need, but asking it to generate interview questions, generate survey questions that allow you to find more data about what's working well and what needs to be improved can be helpful. Absolutely. And I will just underscore something that Shanae said, which is looking at competitors can also be really helpful. I think sometimes people think that they have to reinvent the wheel, that they're you know, hair tie, they're starting from scratch with a buyer persona. No, there's like a hundred other hair tie companies that have already done the work on who your buyer persona is. Like 
go find the other hair tie companies. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't absolutely. have to reinvent the wheel. I think that's such a good point that you just brought up. Like who are your competitors and who are they going after? Yeah, that's right. And where do they struggle? Where do they have gaps? And maybe you and your company are able to fill in a gap and a demographic in a market that they are not doing well in. So thinking about that, that value proposition and how to set yourself apart from your competitors as well. Exactly. What is your secret sauce that you are doing differently than they are? A thousand percent. Um, I'm curious, you know, is there an app or software that you use that would surprise people. I know you talked about Trello. That's going to be so good. I know we're going to get lots of notes of people being like, how do you spell that again? Like, what is that? But are there any other apps or software that you use on a day-to-day basis that you're just like, ah, this thing rocks? Yeah. You know, I very much believe that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So you have to take care of your health and your wellness first, or you can't do any of this innovative, creative work. You just can't do it. It doesn't make sense. The human body needs rest and relaxation. And sometimes we forget that. So some of the ways that I get my rest back is I love to bake. So I'm using the Tasty app to find new recipes to bake some cookies. That's what I'm using. And that's a way for me to rest and to recharge and have some space to let things go and and get physical with creating cookies versus being uh, in the AI tools and the digital tools all day, every day. I feel like even though at some point AI will get into our baking and cooking, a friend was <laughs> 3D telling me- printing, 3D printing the cookies, yeah. <laughs> totally, my friend was talking, oh, I wish I could remember the name of this app. Anyway, she had a bunch of leftovers over Christmas and she put it into some app where she basically said like, I have, you know, pumpkin puree, croutons, and cilantro, like, and and somehow the computer went and said, like, here are, you know, whatever, 10 recipes that use all three of those things. I will have to remember what that is, but I was like, yes, the AI is coming for our cooking too. (laughs) Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. No, totally. Um, Oh, wow. Stanley is saying, I had a coworker that said her husband used ChatGPT to give him a workout routine. That's a good idea. I like to try that. Yeah. Wow. She said he knew what he needed in his workout just by the information that they gave him. Wow. Okay. So whether it's baking or workouts, ChatGPT, here to help. That's right. All kinds of ways to use the tools. All right. I love that. Okay. So obviously this comes as no surprise to you, but you are surrounded by some fellow nerds. And as a fellow nerd, I can confidently say that we love homework. We love homework around these parts. So if you could give all of us a homework assignment for the rest of the week, it could be to watch something. It could be to do something. It could be to download something. What would be a homework assignment that you would say, hey guys, take whatever it is, 15 minutes, a half hour, an hour over the next couple of days and do this thing? Yes, two things. One, go to canva.com and sign up for a trial and try out the AI Magic Studio tools. A lot of fun. That's one. 
Yes. And then two, follow me on LinkedIn and see all the tips in my LinkedIn course tomorrow about updating your website and your app and get a lot of new ideas from that as well. A thousand percent. And I won't, I don't know for sure because I'm not sure how your LinkedIn course works, but I do know for some of the LinkedIn courses that get released, a lot of times for the first day or two, they're free for everybody. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I think yours might be, we don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I I do remember that. Yes, it will be free. And I also have discount codes. If people can't get in, message me, I will give you a discount code. Okay. Women, and all the no hookups here, all the hookups. Yes, exactly. No excuses. If it's free, it's for you. If it's free, it's for me. We love free. That's right. Sharing good news. Yes. Sharing good news. I love that Matthew's like, this is such a great place to get solid information. Yes. Sinead has been full of lots of resources and apps and programs for us to use and play with and download Canva being one of them. Sinead, obviously they're going to follow you on LinkedIn. Is that the best place to get in touch with you? Is that the best place to message you? Yes, I am on LinkedIn every week. I'm posting, I'm going through the DMs. So hit me up. I am there. Uh, Also reach out if you want to hang out and do coffee. I have a Calendly link where people can book time to chat with me and we can chat about all the things. Oh, I love that. Please take Shanae up on her offer because I know it is hard to get these LinkedIn learning instructors. Shanae is no different. Thank you so much for taking time with us today. I really appreciate it. This has been so fun. This has been so good. It was so good to connect with you and to have the space to share about all the tools and everything that's happening. And yes, thank you for I love it. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you. And thank you for joining Shanae and I today. This was super fun. As always, we meet here every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So just mark it in your calendar. You can go to getcoffeewithkim.com and it will reserve this time and space and subject area in your calendar so you can make sure never to miss one of these sessions. It's right there. It's getcoffeewithkim.com. I so look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Same time, same place. And don't forget, tomorrow is the big day for Shanae. Check out her LinkedIn learning course and we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Whew, that was some good stuff. Thanks for being a part of this week's Coffee with Kim. If podcasts are your thing, subscribe to the show and you'll see a new episode appear next week in your favorite listening app. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern over on LinkedIn. You can RSVP at getcoffeewithkim.com. I want you to have your questions answered because why should I get to have all the fun? And let's be honest, you know how to ask some hard hitting questions. My guests and I cannot wait to meet you. See you soon.